It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of the Hawks Talks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson Redmond, joined today by my co-host, Logan Varnes. Logan, how are you doing? Good. We have not podcasted in a pretty long time. I will, I'll take at least partial blame for that. Usually Jackson takes the, uh, takes the blame for us not podcasting, but just sort of, you know, stuff's been going on the past week. Haven't really had the time to, you know allocate i've missed some of the games too i had to like rewatch them later on it's been a i don't know it's been a little hectic so apologize to all the listeners that they've had to wait like a week week and a half for uh for the next podcast but on the bright side that means we have a lot to talk about this episode so no we do but before we dive into that we need to do something logan i wanted to wish you on behalf of me myself and all the hawk Talk listeners a happy belated birthday so let's give it some claps for you yep. happy birthday dog Thank you. It was uh, it was April second, for anyone listening. Uh, for all the listeners, you know I do have a Venmo. If you're, <laughs> I'm kidding, but you know appreciate it. Uh, appreciate patreoncom slash Hawks Talk. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. You know, give that'd them. A, y'all want to give one, them a birthday gift? Late a, birthday gift? A wonderful birthday gift. Just just listening. Just just listening is a good birthday gift. But you know appreciate that. I'm. It's actually staggering how old I, I'm getting and how much older I am than Jackson. Jackson's still a teenager, and I'm like reaching my like midlife crisis at this point so midlife crisis it's, it's scary man well i will say at least you know af- after the month of when the month of april started we got your birthday on the second day and then the hawks have been that we've won three games in a row people there you go look we had two bad losses we haven't potted since uh i believe the last game we talked about was the march 26th golden state game that was on espn i believe yeah, when we so, smashed the Warriors. Yeah, we smashed Warriors by 16 on ESPN. And meanwhile, nobody was talking about it. The commentators were talking about other stuff. Did not make sense to me. Whatever. But since that time, you know, we've gone 3-2 and two with three straight wins and uh, obviously two losses, you know, one to Denver, one to Phoenix, which two are very respectful losses. teams. Sure. I mean, obviously, you know, two of the b- best teams in the league right now, which, you know, that's kind of weird to be saying about Phoenix because historically, you know, the past decade or so, they haven't been that. But, hey, Phoenix is here, people. They, they have Chris Paul, they have Devin Booker, they're at the top of the league. So, I mean, not terrible losses. I mean, obviously, you don't want to lose to Denver by 24, and you don't want to lose at all. But, hey, I mean, you'll take it. The Suns' I, loss was tough because we actually had a good chance to win it, and we just we did. couldn't quite pull it together. Yeah. We, yeah, and then we also lost John Collins that game, right? Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, I believe so. Oh, yeah, we've been on a three-game win streak since John Collins got hurt, which is... Uh, we, we got Lou Will... Lou Will, three games in a row. John Collins, y'all, three games in a row. Hunter hasn't played since uh, the Sacramento. Wait, was it? I think it was Sacramento. No. Or the game it was either the Sacramento. It was either the Sacramento or the Golden State game. That Hunter had been out, so obviously his knee has flared back up. I actually made a tweet about this the other day where I said, how long until the Hawks just, uh, you know, just shut them down for the rest of the year and get what get get whatever's going on in there permanently fixed. So, I don't know. I mean, that could be happening because, once again, Hunter is uh, back to the injury list. And still not making his return. I predicted he would be back at the end of March. Chris Dunn, he is still on the injured list. <laughs> He's just... Not sure how that works, but he is. I'm pretty sure there was an update like last week or something that he was working out, but there was some soreness. I I, I just, it's gotten to the point where it's impossible. To, like, why even pretend like we're going to see Chris Dunn soon? Let's just act like he's never going to play for us this season. And then if he does come back, we'll just be pleasantly surprised. Although I have to say, Jackson, at this point, your Chris Dunn for backup point guard thing has to be dead, right? Oh yeah, no, it's one hundred percent. Look, look, look Lou Will, Lou Will's been insane. The, the exact, the exact thing the bench needed. So Chris Dunn, he's back to just being a defensive specialist. <laughs> <laughs> look, he went from you know from uh, 
six-man backup point guard back to occasional defensive specialist. But we could use that. I mean, in last night's game, we obviously saw Curry go off for like 37, and we still won. So yeah. that just goes to show you. I, this is the first time I can legitimately say this. The Hawks bench won us that game. It's crazy. I mean, Trey Young was just bad. He, just, You know, not, not trying to uh, talk trash on him because he was coming back from some sort of injury or discomfort. But he was just flat out bad. And he, like... I don't know if benching is the correct term because, you know, it's not like he was, I don't know. He, he was benched. He was benched sort of late. It just wasn't for performance, though. Like, he was obviously yeah. hurting from his It's like, just one of the things uh, where it's like, all right, Trey, you, 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 you've, you've played all you need to play. It's it's time we uh, put in other guys. And I put in Lou. Bogey got minutes. Hurd got minutes on the stretch. And, like, I mean, straight up Gallo, Capella, and Lou just won that game for us. It was – Dude. That, that was the thing, like – so I missed that game. I slept through it, weirdly enough, and I woke up and I checked my phone. And I'm like, oh, we won by seven. I wonder how Trey did. And I see he got 13 points. I'm like, how the hell did we win with Trey on getting 13 points? And then you see guys like Gallo came off the bench and had 25. Lou Will came off the bench had 15. And then we can't talk about this guy's contributions enough. Clint Capella has just been playing really good lately. I mean, obviously, me and Logan, I don't think me and you will ever be able to get over the fact that Cajun, he has dumb stuff like where he misses dunks. I mean, but Cape- at this point, Capella it's is, absurd what the number he's putting. Capella is just absurdly inconsistent, basically. he he. So I, I sort of have said this before, and people do not like it. Um, and, you know, it, it's a little exaggeratory, I get it. But basically, in my mind, Capella has a cycle he goes through. He gets a small injury where he misses one or two games. And he is straight up bad. For a week, ten days, two weeks, something like that. Like four or five games, he is just bad. Like it is hurting the team how much he's just a nothing on offense. And how it, with Capella, it's like if he's not making his dunks and his layups, then he has to make it all up on the defensive end. And sometimes on defense, he just has bad games. And so in his games like that, it's like it's like we have Damian Jones all over again. So he'll go through that cycle, and then after that, he'll have two weeks where he is like the best player on the floor, the second best player on the floor. He is like looking like an All NBA center. He like he, he's just winning us games. And there luckily, was people last night on the timeline discussing if Clint Capella was a top five center in the league. No, so that, that just goes to show you the Clint Capella. Look, after I'm not even joking. I'll send you the tweet if you want me to. The Clint Capella hype is through the roof. And then also, Logan, if you don't mind for me to interrupt you real quick, do you mind? Go ahead. It's time me and you take a victory lap. Our yeah. guy, Bogdan Bogdanovich, is hooping. That man has been great for us. He, he was hitting that deep shot against Phoenix. And these past three games, we don't win them without Bogdan. I'm just saying, I'm just calling it how it is. Obviously, the addition of Lou Will being here is good. Why were we not always just playing Bogdan next to Trey? Like, why did we try to, like, start other people over him? That never made sense. It's like, I've made this tweet at least five times now, and I'm not going to stop. Why we paid Bogey nineteen million to play next to Trey? So obviously him playing next to Trey is good, dude. He's good. He passes. He shoots well. I mean, what he he's even been dribbling well. I mean, it's all just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the road trip especially. He was the game against this the most recent recent game against the Warriors. He wasn't anything special. He per usual he has some nice assists. He's he's a legitimately just a very solid playmaker. Um, but during that road trip, he really caught fire. He is. A big reason why we won the game against New Orleans. That was that was a really weird game um, in general, but Bogey played his ass off. The game against the Spurs, he, I mean, we won the game because of Bogey. Of course, Trey Young turned it on in uh, the overtimes. In overtime, like, absolutely just, like, turned into, like, the best point guard in the league and was yeah. absurd in overtime. Which, it's a good thing to see that from Trey because he was not good during the uh, first four quarters. And it's like a it's like a switch flip for him, and he instantly just yeah. he went and, from just like being like middling on the court to like being far beyond the best player. Like he and, was like one of the best players to ever play in San Antonio that night. And that Jesus, and that switch is super important to have. Um, of course, you'd always prefer that he's more consistent, but still, the, the fact that that switch is clearly there for him to just turn it on and say, "All right, we we need to win this game. I need to I need to step up." It's good. But Bogdanovich has been a huge reason why the road trip was essentially saved. And, uh, like, going 4-4 four and four in that road trip is obviously not best-case scenario because, realistically, we could have won six or seven of those games. Like, it's actually kind of crazy how, again, like, we just had a couple very frustrating losses. But going 4-4 four and four in that West Coast road trip is, you take that. Like, you just absolutely, you happily take that. The teams standing in the East before and after the road trip is the exact damn same. The team's outlook at this point has has just has to be positive because, I mean, like the schedule is going to get relatively easy 
Hunter will hopefully come back eventually. John Collins should only miss a few more games. Lou Will is providing a spark for the bench that Rondo just never did. And we have to give him some credit. Okongu is starting to learn the game a little bit. Okongu is starting to figure no, out. No, Okongu has been legitimately good recently. And which is that like is kind of in large part about. thanks to Lou. So just, you know. Another Hawks Talks dub. Look, we, me and you called that. People on the subreddit, I mean the r slash Atlanta Hawks subreddit, were giving us due for that. Which is, it's nice. I, that, that, that There was a comment that like shouted us out on there. I mean, I love it. I Thank I, you, thank you. We appreciate. I, I, I legitimately don't know who made that comment. Like, it was not a friend of ours that was just like yeah, kind no. of joking. Well, if like, it was, that's it. just a very good troll at this point. I mean, props to them. Yeah, but I mean, so what he's referring to is that I believe on the trade deadline episode, Jackson and I said that Lou Will would help Okongu just because he's such a good pick and roll guard that it'd be sort of like a mini version of Lou and Montrez Harrell, where we'd have Lou and Okongu. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's Montrez on offense yet because he's not, but. That that game against the uh, the Pelicans, I believe it was, Okongu looked legitimately just like offensively solid. He, he, I mean, it's just it's working out so far, and it's you know he looked really good last night. I know you said you uh, slept through the game, but I, last I night to, was I had like to a rewatch, very. I rewatched it so that would be okay. The yeah, loop, but look, Okongu has been you know playing like really good basketball recently. Like the past few games are like starting the show. Like this is why we took Okongu with our uh, sixth pick. Like. This is why people said he is the best player on the board at the time. And he's been showing it. Like, you got to give the man his due. He's been playing out of his mind recently, which it's good. It's nice to see. And it's on both sides of the floor. You know, it's, it's translating to his defense. His defense has been very good. He's been very mobile. He's been rebounding a lot better. And then you, I mean, his offensive improvement, you know, with Lou Will, with uh, Trey, with Herder, it's just been staggering. It's, I mean, I it's know, just really nice to watch. I know it's only been three games, and we're going to have a game or two where Lou Will absolutely sucks. <laughs> like, it's going to happen soon. But I'm already starting to think, like, man, I hope Lou doesn't retire. I hope we can bring yeah, him back. Yeah, no, same. Plus, it's just so much, like, I'm sorry, Lou Will, just, like, an Atlanta guy, like, he, you know. There's, I mean, I come mean, on. How can you Literally a Drake it? song about Lou Will and about being from Gwinnett. And, like, come on, man. That's just that's just fun to have in Atlanta, on, on the Hawks team. And I'm sorry, Brandon Goodwin, but you being from Norcross just doesn't cut it. That's just not good enough. I will say, I usually slander Brandon Goodwin. He's had a he's had a few good that, stretches recently. Is, I'll give him. Well. I'll shout him out. Brandon I mean, everybody on the team has been playing legitimately good basketball. Like even Solomon Hill is giving like good starter minutes while John Collins is out, and that's something I never thought I'd say. The, the only guy that struggled was Herder struggled for a little bit, but then again, against like the Pelicans, he had probably his best offensive game of the season when we needed him to. We needed him and Bogdanovich to hoop against the Pelicans. Like they were our only real offensive guards, and them and Lou, and the, every single one of them balled out. Herder. I don't think he scored a bunch against the Warriors last night, but he was a positive. He's the only starter that was positive, I think. So yeah, I mean, he was. That's funny. I mean, you know, Herder's figuring out a little bit. I get it. Herder's role sort of instantly changed because he's back to the bench. You know, Bogey's starting as I think, as Jackson and I both think he just flat out should be. But you know, Herder's sort of doing his thing. He's a he's he's never been the most consistent player. <laughs> like. Flat out, he you know he he's a bit streaky, but it's all you know. The good streaks of Herder are always nice to see because he he had a bit of a slump and he's busted out of it. So it's good to see. Another big thing that's been happening for the Hawks recently, and this is like something that's kind of gone under the radar, but it's definitely noticeable when you watch the games. How much better Capella has been from the three throw line? He was ten of ten from the line against the Spurs, and then yeah, last that was, night that was absurd against the. Uh, <laughs> And then last night against the Warriors, he was 4 of 6. And then you talk about a Kongu, 5 of 7. I mean, our big men are hitting their free throws, and it's legitimately nice. I'm also looking at the box score right now just to kind of, like, give myself a bit, a bit of a statistical recap. Gallo shot 15 free throws. <laughs> what, yeah. what were the Warriors? The Warriors have a fouling issue. Yeah, that, I mean, a lot of Warriors fans are upset about Trey and Gallo flopping, which, you know what, man, like, I'm sorry. The Warriors are just fouling way too much. They just they just flat out were they did not know how to play defense, and the Hawks really weren't struggling offensively until. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry about that. Um, like the, the Hawks' offense is just not working in the second half until they started just getting to the free throw line, and Gallo was just he. I think he attempted eight shots and got 25 points, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> dude, dude, legitimately like a really good game from Gallo. Gallo has such an old man game that makes me so like optimistic about like the next year of his contract. He doesn't even like jump when he shoots. He just like raises up over dude. the defender and just 
throws it in. It's, it's, I mean, it's legitimately been it's so, so weird. Ni- it's so nice that Gallo's like been the Gallo that we expected when we signed him because he is just such a perfect thing for our bench. Just just a big, tall, weird motherfucker that's going to go out there and just shoot and he's going to hit 40% of his threes and he's just instant offense. And we re- we needed that so bad. And seeing that, you know, his sort of dry streak is sort of uh, slow, slowing down from him uh, spraining his ankle. Seeing that's in the past was, I mean, that that All Star break really helped us out. So, wonder, you know. wonder, I mean, th- I mean, there was also some uh, Bogdan comments recently where you know he uh, Kirshner had asked about you know his his recently improved stretch play, and he was like, he, he threw some shade at Lloyd's way, but he talked about how everyone in the locker room is just a lot more comfortable. And you talk about like after the All Star break, things started to really click for Gallo, like. Gallo's like a totally different player now than he was at the All-Star break. So Yeah, and I'm sure a big part of that is just him getting it uh, to rest. To sort yeah, 100%. Of, you know. but, Look, the old guy needs his rest, yo. Oh, for sure. I'm surprised he hasn't like had more um, just resting games, you know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised, because he's played in back-to-backs this season. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been sort of uh, load-managed a little bit more. He, he did sit out against the Pelicans, which... He was on the injury report. I feel like it was more of a sort of quasi injury, like sort of an old man type of you get the game off type deal. But yeah, I mean Gallo's been a huge part of the you know staying alive on the road trip as well because Gallo's been legitimately very solid for us the past two weeks, really. Like you said, just about everyone's playing well. I think the player that's sort of playing the worst compared to like how they normally could is Trey. Trey has not had a bunch of great games. Yeah, and that's like so weird because. Trey's like the superstar of our team. Like anytime you see like something with the Hawks going on, it's gonna have the uh, you're gonna, it's gonna have Trey's name in it in some way. Just because he's the star of our team, that's just how it goes. And but then recently, these games haven't been won solely because of Trey. With Sands, the San Antonio game, because once again, Trey in overtime, best player on the court, like best player in the city. I mean, probably the best player in the league that night by far. Like just an absurd game from him. I don't. I don't know that game. Like maybe I'm maybe I'm overextending Logan, but that game was insane, dude. Like Trey literally misses. He's like doing terrible. Misses a, a game winning wide open floater in the fourth, and then in the next two overtimes, he just I don't know. Like so, uh, something switched. He, he dog. was, he was mad. Although, can I just say something? I I'm not. You know, I'm not an analytical basketball X and O's mind. I don't understand necessarily if the Spurs just absolutely blew it on that uh, final play where Trey missed the floater to win the game. But that is the most well-drawn-up play I've seen from the Hawks in yeah, a late-game scenario. Yeah, dude, that scenario was legitimately like a in great a long play. time. I'm not trying to throw Lloyd under the bus, but that was legitimately just a very solid play call from Nate. And that's a that's a shot that Trey hits like 70% of the time. And it, it sucks that it didn't go in because then that would have been like, a notch in Trey's belt, like, hey, look, another buzzer-beating, game-winning floater. But we won the game in the end, and so it all worked out. But, yeah, I just wanted to sort of shout out that that play call to end the fourth quarter in that game because it was, it was legitimately just a superb call and very good execution until the shot just ran Yeah, out. everything everything up until, you know, Trey misses a floater was beautiful. Yeah, it was, you know. Again, it's hard to be too upset about it because we did ultimately win the game, so... Um, also, shout out to Gallinari for that pump fake in the in the the dagger three from the corner. Yeah, that was, oh my gosh, that, that was, was an extremely hype moment for sure. That was Bogey was wide open, man, and Gallo just completely ignored him. Pump, he pump it, fakes it and pulls it, bags it from the corner. Hardly even jumped. I thought it was short out of the hand. I was like, oh, Gallo, why? I thought it was a miss as well at the hand, and then it went in. I was like, oh my god, Gallo, it was bad, just man. It, it made the net just. Mm, it just. It was it was a thing of beauty, and then once you hit that shot up by fourth, I think it was like eleven seconds left. You just knew that that was game, and it felt good, man. It felt good because after those two losses to the uh, to the Suns and the Nuggets, the Nuggets and the Suns, I guess would be the correct order. It, we needed that. We needed a good win against a solid team in the Spurs. So, yeah, man. I mean, and then we then we blow up like the very 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 shorthand the Pelicans. So yeah, it it was. Essentially, the the Pelicans game was the two benches facing each other, but we had the advantage because we had uh, basically two starters, kind of, because Herter's kind of a starter. He started probably 70% of the games this season, mostly because of injury, and we had Bogdanovich. So, ultimately, we, we got the upper hand there, but we, we blew them out, especially in the second half. So, that, that, was also, that was also my birthday. It was just a nice birthday gift. I got to just turn on the TV 
watch the Hawks just beat the crap out of the the, the Pelicans. Back. The shorthanded Hawks, the G League Hawks versus the G League Pelicans was better than that, dog. Like even even Brandon Goodwin was playing well. Bruno, I, I think, played two minutes, which speaks volumes. Speaks volumes about there was actually a very fun post on the subreddit today, and it was like if Bruno were to get traded, what uh, would he be traded for? And there was like a and like it was a poll, so like one of the options was like first round pick, second round pick, two second round picks, future second round pick, and then there was one that was like top fifty five protect, protected second in cash, and it was like a, a legitimate Twitter ratio where like the top fifty five protected in cash was like winning by like two hundred votes. I was like Jesus Christ, <laughs> poor Bruno, dog. I know I rag on him, but. I, it wasn't supposed to end up like this. It happened, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it. But it was I mean, I'm, I'm in too much of a good mood about He just hardly played that game against the Pelicans, and even when he did, it was like, oh man, he's just not. He's just not playing well. Just I, yeah, a good shred, a good stretch of Hawks games, like really a, a genuinely good stretch. I guess we should pivot into talking about injuries. We've kind of touched on them, but uh. I think we need to talk about them in full. Obviously, the biggest one recently was... Uh, Jesus, my voice just went out. <clears throat> Excuse me. The biggest one recently was John Collins. He's wearing his ankle. And uh, I think some. I think I heard he's going to be out for a week. I think I saw that on Twitter. So It's one of those things where he's, John. quote, being reevaluated. Oh, uh, you know what that means with the medical staff. All right. Nice having you this year, John. <sighs> They've said they've said uh, Chris Dunn's been reevaluated too a few times. I don't know who to trust at this point. Oh, we actually have. Uh, speaking of injuries, we have a little bit of a Kirshner bomb mid podcast. What is it? Nate McMillan said DeAndre Hunter is getting a procedure done later today. The team will have an official announcement later on. McMillan said this procedure won't keep him out the rest of the season. He does expect him to return, but it's going to be at least a few more weeks for Hunter. If I had to guess, I he's, he's getting another sort of shot. I mean. He's dealing with swelling and discomfort and pain. It's it's you know yeah you, you know you intern sports medicine Logan what, what's the what's the call here I mean I you know I don't want to say PRP you, injection he's Greg Oden two point oh Logan don't no, do that no, we've been winning games Lou Will's back and you call him Greg Oden no if there is any bright side it's that it should just be a, men- a meniscal issue it's not a torn ACL it's not a torn MCL or LCL. The issue with meniscus is it just lingers forever. It's just it's just a lingering thing that you have to learn to deal with and sort of keep up with. Whereas, like, if you tear an ACL, you have surgery, it will heal. Meniscus just doesn't heal like that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if next year or in a few years, Hunter gets a surgery to just completely remove the meniscus in that knee. Like, it's going to suck. It's going to be something we just have to, like, keep an eye on over the next... I mean, really Wait, is that something you can do? Yeah, so with meniscus, there's... This is this is going to be very. Uh, if I'm wrong, you know I won't be surprised. But meniscus. So when you get a small tear in it, the meniscus just doesn't heal. Like it's inside your knee. It doesn't get enough blood flow to really heal up. Whereas like an, uh, a ligament, you can do surgery and it can heal up. The meniscus. If it gets a tear, you basically can sort of carve out the bad injured piece of the meniscus that won't heal. And that's like men- meniscus. I think repair is the word. And then you can also just take out the meniscus in your knee. And that sort of means, okay, you're never going to have another meniscus like injury again, but now you have no meniscus in that knee, so it's just the bone rubbing against the bone. Um, to my knowledge, there isn't like any sort of medical thing that you insert into the knee to replace the meniscus, but I, 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 I am not a, I'm not a med student. I'm not a PA. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not a nurse. I'm not nothing. I'm just a guy that, I guess at this point, like eight years ago... <laughs> Spent three months shadowing a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon. So, you know, that is my very vague recollection of meniscus injuries. So, but yeah, I mean, it's not ideal for Hunter, but I wouldn't, I I mean, you have a right to be worried a little bit, but I wouldn't worry that this is the sort of thing where like he is going to be, you know, Derrick Rose or Greg Oden. I think it's just sort of meniscus injuries suck. Dwayne Wade had meniscus injuries early on. He he turned out alright. It's just something you gotta kinda gotta just watch. Like like Hunter's probably gonna retire before like by the time he's like thirty five, like he's probably not gonna play, you know, forever and ever and ever, but He's yeah. really developing his old demand game, considering he's he not going to have meniscus. I, I will mean, say, Logan, I genuinely appreciate the medical breakdown right there. Like, that was legitimately that, interesting, so that thank could, you. That, that could have been completely wrong, and if it is, then you know I'll fully take the claim. I mean, I got the gist of it. You know, injured meniscus, you just take it out. 
Merry Christmas. Sometimes. I mean, that's not that's not like that's not plan A. Yeah. But. Well. Well. Hopefully, we're not. You know, we're not removing DeAndre Hunter's meniscus. Hopefully, they're just you know, getting him. Hopefully, they're just getting through the rest of this year. Yeah. It just it just sucks because this team is is good right now and they're able to make it work without Hunter and you just know that the team would be a lot better if he was able to take over some of those uh, Tony Snell and Solomon Hill minutes. You know. Yeah. So, so, starter Solomon Hill. Not, not I miss funny. Cam. I miss Cam. I do. I don't know. Did you We're winning. He, he got. A, he got. He Dude, got I did. I saw he the new hairstyle. style. He's he's dripping, dog. Yeah, man. I I just you know, I hope Cam's in good spirits. I know he. I know Cam must be super frustrated with how the season's gone, but you know, hopefully. I mean, hopefully. to be honest, for both of our well, all of our sophomore players, including Bruno, Cam, and Hunter, this has been like a very rough year for all of them. Like you know, Bruno's basically just like it really has been. Bruno's basically not even like on the third string rotation. I mean, Cam's been hurt. He struggled before that. Hunter was having like a great year, and then you know he's been dealing with you know his knee stuff. So it sucks. It's it's not it's not it's not fun to deal with. I'm sure for for them or us. But at least that means next year, if if we get a little more injury luck, those guys should really continue to break out. DeAndre Hunter could legitimately be a uh, most improved player candidate next season. Because, hey, hey, from your lips to God's ears. Because, I mean, this year, I'm not saying it's a wasted year for Hunter, but he he had, what, 15, 18 good games? That's not enough to, like, take you out of the, the MIP drawing, you know what I mean? So next year, if John Joe Hunter comes back and he's that same guy, he's an 18-point-a-game guy, he's good off the dribble, he's good at catch and shoot, he's a good defender, hey, man, th- that's a leading MIP candidate for me. Because that that whole draft class is going to be sort of in that window. Can't give it to Zion. I guess if Jaw actually became like a great point guard next year, you could maybe look or at just Jaw. a good point guard. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> look, if you don't want to say it, I'll say it, Logan. This, this dude, dude's ja, been like, bad. Last night, Jaw hit a hit a three point shot, and that shit was a highlight. I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> down terrible. I, I saw I saw a comment that on Instagram because it was of course it was a Jaw Morant almost dunked on. Uh, Miles Turner, or whoever it was, every week, bro. And the comment was like, "Every jaw highlight begins with the word almost." <laughs> Dude, that's really how it goes, though. Like, I don't even have the issue with the guy. Like, obviously, we had that thing with Memphis early in the season where you know Trey was you know beefing with John, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Grace now. But like, I don't know. Just it's getting to the point where it's absurd. What if I was just out here, Cam Reddish almost dribble past his defender? Like, you don't see me doing that. Now get the dunks out of here. I mean, it's just one of those things where. For me, it is very petty. Where like for some reason, Jaw has like a bulletproof facade. Like he he is bulletproof, man. He people still view him as like the best young point guard in the league. I would take Shea over him. Like I don't even think it'd be that close. But I take ja, Fox Trey. I take the Fox over on. him. I take Fox over him. And it's just one of those things where like and like it's also not close for me. Like for me, I'm just guys- like I'm like why is Jaw the one that is like untouchable like what like if you put a poll on twitter like which young point guard would you want jaw trey shea or fox inexplicably jaw would win that poll for some reason and like, it makes no sense well recently the one's been Lamelo. like until Lamelo, i'm not even gonna be mad if you hype. choose Lamelo, but that that is still overreacting to you know but at least Lamelo, like i i get the potential a jaw i guess it's just because he dunks and people like dunks and i get that but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jaw himself, he's a likable guy, but I it's one the, it's like a J. Cole situation, you know what I mean, Jackson? J. Cole is a good artist, but his fan base is just obnoxious. Jaw Morant one hundred percent. Jaw Morant is a Dude, that's good such a good comparison. Jaw Morant's a fun basketball player, but his fans just make me not want to like Jaw Morant. That's just kinda how it goes. But Dude, yeah. dude that's, that's actually a, such a good I don't know. It's been it's been it's been rough out here for Jaw. Sophomore slump, you know, and then well, you know our sophomores haven't been doing too hot either. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not here to throw I, the shade, only, man. The only sophomore that's like doing better was Hunter for about 15 games, and Zion is kind of tearing up the league when he's healthy. Yeah, Zion's like legitimately R- showing like he's like R.J. Barrett's doing pretty well, league. pretty well. Yeah, himself. R.J.'s been doing good. I always liked <laughs> R.J. I don't know if you liked R.J. out of the draft. No, I, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I uh, I was an R.J. guy, but, you know, the guy, the sophomore I had fit to be very good out of this class, not doing so hot. <laughs> oh, Jarrett Shout Culver? out to Jarrett Culver. Shout out to Jarrett Culver. Yeah, that dude might be out the league soon. It's yeah, dude, bad. Dude, yeah. No, 
it's but he got supplanted by your newest draft crush, so it worked out. In the hey, end. you you know, look at God, man. Sometimes sometimes everything just works out. Yeah, man. Is there like anything like Jesus? We're already at April fifth, dude. I don't want to get my hopes up for saying when players will be back. I, I'm not doing it again because no. I thought that Cam I, and Dunn and Hunter would be back before the end of March, well, and I was but, one of three. Well, with Cam, they're doing the whole ambiguous thing. I don't know what the hell Cam Reddish's injury is. He's had a sore Achilles. Like clearly, it's not torn. If his Achilles was torn, he would have had surgery already to fix. Yeah, it. he'd be done. Like yeah, he like, would. It would have been announced. Of, like yeah. Cam Reddish is out for the next twelve months with torn Achilles so I guess tendonitis maybe bad tendonitis I don't know Hunter I get it like they just maybe brought him back too quick and there's swelling and there's discomfort um and now at this point they sort of got to deal with the repercussions Dunn I just don't know what the hell Dunn's deal is he that dude I don't know if he's half robot at this point they just have had to like replace his body parts over the past year hey keep getting them checks Chris Dunn yeah hey man I'm glad I'm glad that he's on the cheap contract. I'm glad he was on the room exception. I'm player glad he, option, baby. Player I'm glad he has a player option because that means he's got to come back next season. Because Yeah, dude, legit, he's not going to be in the league next year if he doesn't come back and play for us. <laughs> Nobody's taking a chance on some guy who just sat out the whole year. It's That's like right. he opted out for COVID and he was just on the bench getting front court seats every night. I, it's... Dude, I I want to see Chris Dunn so bad. I was so excited for him. You know, we we were talking about like Chris Dunn back before January. Kyle comes on the podcast. I actually think it's worse than that. And now it's April fifth, and we still ain't seen Chris Dunn. Like I, I see him hasn't even he, scrimmaged. <laughs> dude, he's he, he got shots up and his knee was swollen. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is terrible. Yeah, I was so excited too. I thought he'd be back by now. I thought all of them would be back by now. And now it's April fifth, and I'm just like, eh, you know what? Solid Hill starting for us. That's fine. It's just you know, it's 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 unfortunate. I, I I have grown very tired of this medical staff this season. It's just it's very vague. It's very vague. And um, with the John Collins injury, I think it's pretty simple. That one, he rolled his ankle. He got a bone bruise. I mean, it's, also the archetype John is where he's jumping a lot. Kind of don't want to risk yeah, that. So yeah. So unfortunately, it looks like he'll miss the game against the Pelicans when. You know, unfortunately, we would probably need him. We, you know, it's going to be a shorthanded game for us tomorrow. But John coming back healthy with hopefully within the next week or so would be great for us because got to take advantage of this softer part of the schedule. You know what I mean? Already, you do, we, and we have a bunch of home games coming up because we were on the road yeah, for so long. We we took care of business against the Warriors with Curry, which is which is pretty impressive. I was impressed with that game just because we we're so shorthanded and we we beat the Warriors with Curry. Um, and he and, and Curry had like a great game. I mean, obviously yeah, the Turner to assist ratio was bad, but it did, just did, didn't matter because Oubre and Wiggins are just not very good. Ken Bazemore just out there running around fouling people. Um, I don't know that team's bad. That team is very bad. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You know, it's you know, not our problem though. <laughs> they no, got, no, they, hey, hey, they hey, relate. Our bitch played great last night, dog. <laughs> We we had a cog we were running a trade on James Wise, but we had folks on the bench. I I can't relate to y'all. Come on now. That's facts. But we'll just have to uh per usual I feel like the stars could align and we are very healthy for the playoffs. I'm not gonna count on it, but No, it, I'm not I'm not look, I'm done. On this podcast, you will never, ever, ever hear me count on something related to injuries again. I'm not predicting that somebody will be back for then. In my eyes, they're all done for the season. And if they come back, good enough. I, I I'm dooming about the medical staff. I'm the first person in NBA history to be an NBA fan who is dooming about his team's medical staff. Yeah, that's that's a rare distinction for sure. I just you know the the team could get healthy at the right time. I'm not. I don't expect this team to make a title run or anything like that. But you know, I just want to see us in the playoffs. I, I, I really that do. that's true. Like I don't really like if we're the sixth seed and we go against the Bucks. Yeah, we're gonna lose, and that's okay. But Trey will get a playoff experience. Our young guys, John, will get playoff experience. You know, guys like Gallo and Capella are gonna be energized because they got traded from teams that were like, or I guess Gallo kind of wasn't like tr- traded from but you know he could have signed somewhere better that was more of an instant contender they'd be energized they like we're clearly a team that can like make a run it just it'd be good for us and i it's it's with with the fact that the hornets are at this point super injured yeah they lost gordon hayward for a month and then uh last night they lost someone else 
Malik, Ma- Malik Monk's been Malik out. Malik Monk. LaMelo Ball's out. I mean, that team. It's tough. Look, like, like Terry Rozier's been playing the best basketball of his life, but he's going to have to completely backpack that team. Otherwise, they're going to fall back into the it's time games. for It's time for Scary Terry to show up, or, or you're done. Your season's Terry's over. Terry's going to be attempting like 25 shots a game. It's actually going to be Dude, I, I legitimately would not even blame him. I would, hey, I'd that would scare me, dog. Terry can actually pop off for like 45 pretty easy. Yeah, dude. Terry Rogier is joining the Tim Hardaway Junior Club of random players who get hot and just destroy the Hawks for no reason. Yeah, it's crazy. Um... So we have the Heat, which are right right around us. The Knicks they won four games I, in a row. The Heat are kind of back. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks—they're like the Knicks are going to stay right around five hundred. I think. I don't think they're good enough to pull way ahead of five hundred. I don't think they're bad enough. They're going to make the playoffs for the play-ins, but I don't think they're jumping us. No. Yeah. I essentially, I just really want to avoid the play-ins, and I think we're in a decent position to do that. We just have to keep. Yeah, definitely. Well, you just have to keep winning. And with getting guys back, yeah. hopefully, like I said, not doing about the injury, not trying to be happy about it either. Getting guys back, that'll help a lot. But we've also just generally been playing good basketball. You know, with Lou Will, we're able to not have to rely on Trey so much, and stuff like last night shows it. So you just got to keep winning. Cause definitely avoiding the plans. Because I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to get knocked out of the plans because we lose two straight to Malcolm Brogdon shooting like 90% from three. That's so actually, uh, <laughs> that's not how the playing games worked. I, I didn't realize it's not it's not like how it was in the uh, the bubble. Oh, it wasn't. Wait, how does it work? So, I was uh, I thought it was like best of three. Like no, and, it's, uh, it's like the higher than that. So first game, seven seed and the eight seed play against each other. Nine seed and ten seed play against each other. Wh- whoever wins the seven versus eight seed game, they're in. Whoever loses then plays the winner of the nine ten seed game. And if they win once, then they're in. Does the other okay. teams have to win twice, or is it just once for both? So teams? the nine ten teams have to win twice. The seven eight teams are can lose once, and then then they have to win one. Okay. So it's weird. Eh. I'm not, I'm not sure why they did that. That seems like an that seems like that, extra hoops to go through. But it's, uh, yeah, exactly. It seems like they just sort of added. Which of course, by that point, most players will be vaccinated. But it seems like you're just adding COVID risk and like traveling for no reason. But I guess they wanted to avoid like. I guess if you just had a very bad matchup with a team or, like... Yeah, you, you know. also don't want, like, a 7th and 8th team who, like, played better than the other than the ninth and 10th seed teams in the regular season just getting knocked out. Because, like I said before, Malcolm Brogdon pops off for, you know, 90% from three or something. Or, yeah, you like, know. like, I would not want to play two games against Terry Rozier <laughs> and Gordon Hayward. Yeah, no. Like, if we I play would, one against I would rather just, like, you know, straight into the playoffs. <laughs> Or Lord knows, fucking two games against Julius Randle with how he destroys us lately, dude. Was, and then the Bulls as well. The Bulls are looking like they're going to be a playing dude, team. The Bulls like are not, struggling to. They're going to have to fight. They beat the Nets. They, I will give them their props. The Nets I without was, Katie or Harden. Hey, hey, Kyrie was there, dog. It's Kyrie and a bunch of scrubs. Who who cares? Like that. The Nets aren't to be taken serious until they get all their players back. Also, in NBA news: the Clippers beat the Lakers. Shout out to the Clippers. They run that city. <laughs> They're <laughs> in that city. Paul George is the king of L.A. Marcus Morris, king of L.A. Uh, LeMickey's yeah. too busy with Space Jam, baby. But, yeah, that was that was uh, the Bulls' first win since they traded for Vucevic. Dude, that team is bad. I, I was surprised. Like, you traded for Vucevic. You got rid of Wendell Carter Jr., who's like a very, who's a good defender. I'm not saying very good. And you get Vucevic back, who's, like, not a defender. Like, he, I'm not saying bad or good. He's just not a defender. He's just yeah. not... He's just a big. He's just a big. You guy have Zach shoots. Levine. You have Kobe White. I mean, you have all these guys. What did y'all think was going to happen? Y'all are just going to magically start playing defense? This isn't how it works. Take yeah. your lick. Start scoring points like we do. Yeah, it's it's you know, they're going to have to struggle to get into the playing games at this point. They're they're I think six games behind the Hawks or something like that. The East is very they bunched up, but but they're decidedly in the like back end play in game sort of realm right now. They'd have to go on like a, a Hawks type eight game win streak to uh really make a difference so no we we wish them well but at the same time i'm not i'm not you know i'm not i don't know I'm how i'm wishing them well it. bulls fans have got a little too much dip on their chip logan i'm just saying it every all uh, like every fan base got too much dip on their chip man you no, you would legitimately think they won the super bowl of how they're talking like no you got vucevic who's like a top 15 center my guy and you traded you first for him yeah th- that that's just a weird trade. That that's I like Booch and like I, I just do. don't know. I, I don't think that's just the type of thing they traded a lot of draft capital for a guy that I think makes them better, but not like 
a contender. Like next season, if they're fully healthy, I could see them getting a five or six seed, but not a not a top three. They're they're not doing anything against the Nets. They're not doing anything against the Bucks. They're also just not built for the playoffs. Like that's ironic coming from me because like you know there's obviously been like a lot of talk about Trey Young's his his uh reliability on like three throws and stuff. But then like the Bulls like Zach Levine and Vucevic are just like not two guys that are made for the playoffs. And like we've seen that before with Vucevic, like especially against the Raptors a few years ago. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, look, don't I? I would not like to play them in the plan though. Like avoiding the plan should be the Hawks' main focus, just because I don't want to be in that stressful of a situation. Yeah, I'd rather just I'd rather literally, literally just be in line to get smoked by the the Bucks rather than. Well, right now we'd be playing the Heat, so just go get swept by the Heat before we lose the play. I think we could beat the Heat in a game or two. No, I do too. I well, right now I take us over the Heat. I just think we're better. I, yeah, I understand that playoff Jimmy Butler is a whole different animal, and he would likely give Trey a lot of troubles. But like, we're flat out the better a better team than the Heat this season so far. Just straight up, we just have been. And Heat fan will say, "Oh, we haven't had Jimmy Butler, or we haven't." The Hawks have like had their healthy team for like all of two games this whole season. So yeah, we legit. I think it still stands. We've had one game where everyone was healthy. Three minutes into that game, Danilo Gallinari got hurt with an ankle injury. He's against the Nets. So yeah, and it's just one of those things where this team three minutes healthy. of healthy Hawks basketball, baby. Yeah. So. Man, shout out to Schlenk for building a deep team because if he, if he if he this like, team is deep, dog. If this team if wasn't he, deep, if he we'd went be, all we'd in be on one or two guys instead of like five or six guys, then we'd be in a lot of trouble right now. But you know. and it's still crazy because we're still missing Chris Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, we signed it. We were all talking about how like an important death piece is, and like we're still missing him. It's been like eight months since we signed him, and hey, he's not here. I mean, the rest of our schedule is like teams we should beat, like. We play New Orleans next, and then, you know, Memphis, good game, Chicago, Charlotte. Like, we need to start winning, tightening the bolts. I think the screw's in there. Now it's time to tighten on the bolts, Logan. You feel me? That was such a weird analogy, but I feel you. So, tighten on the bolts. The good thing about the schedule is that we have multiple games against the Raptors, who are basically tanking, the Hornets, who are hurt. We got some games against the Pacers, which will help us build lead, the Magic. There's Chicago um, as well. The, you talk the about Pistons. The yeah, um, and then the the last five games of the season are huge because we play the Pacers, the Wizards twice, the Magic, and the Rockets. You and straight all up those are at home except for the Pacers game. You should straight up go four and one in that stretch. To end no the one, the only game you should lose there is like excusably the Indiana Pacers game because they're at home. Like all those other ones, they should be wins because you're at home and those teams are bad. Like like maybe. Maybe you have one of those games where Russ and Beal go off and you lose to the Wizards once, but, man, they're a bad team. You should beat them. The Magic, bad team. They've already sold off all their pieces. The Rockets literally were just on a 21-game losing streak. (laughs) So it's one of those things where the schedule is laid out in such a way where if we could go just roughly 500 over the next 15 games, it'd be okay because the last five games should really just cement us hopefully as a top five or six seed because that is about as easy of a final five games as you're realistically going to get. So Hawks got to take advantage. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm trying not to stress myself about standings too much because it's just the Hawks have played good basketball lately. Just enjoy it. You know, they, they followed up the eight game win streak with a dry spell, but they've bounced back. They've won three in a row. Now they're, they're figuring it out, man. They're figuring it out without a fully healthy roster. So, just, just try not to stress myself out about the standings because it's really starting to get to crunch time. Look, it, time to tighten on the bolts. I just said, I'm saying it again. <laughs> tighten on the bolts, people. This is it, dude. Did you know that Utah's on a nine-game winning streak right now? I'm not. Utah's a very good team. I'll, I'll give them credit. Utah's a, a special team, but they're gonna have legitimately. Jack- if they That's don't, it. if they choke like the 14, 15 Hawks did, we're never gonna hear the end of it. Like those jokes are gonna be there forever. I don't. I don't see why we would. I don't see why we would get the brunt of it. Well, rem, well, remember earlier this year there was like a picture and it was like what y'all think the 2014, 2015. I mean, it was like what y'all think the Jazz are and it's a picture of like the uh, like the uh, the dream team. You know, the Olympics dream team. And it said what did they actually are is a picture of like the Hawks All Stars. You know which one? I was yeah. like, ouch. I mean, I, I, if they lose, I mean that's the thing. They're gonna have the same issue those that Hawks team did. They're gonna run into LeBron. They're going to get the one seed to get the play against LeBron in the first round because the Lakers are going to fall out. 
I don't know if it'll be that bad, but no, yeah, I don't. They, they might legitimately have the Lakers in like the second round. <laughs> That's just tough. I'm sorry. I understand that the the Jazz are just a very deep and talented team, but LeBron and AD. That's just that's the best duo in the league. So, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Actually, actually, I might take Harden, KD over that. So that's tough. I can't believe Harden is actually like on the Nets. That's actually dude. Harden's like an an MVP candidate. KD has been like chilling. I mean, Kyrie's just chilling. And like, we still haven't seen that team at their full like talent level. Like, and it's crazy, dude. It's kind of ridiculous. I'm glad we're not playing them all. Like, oh right. Even I, in the regular I would, season, I would like, not hate a reg, uh, playoff series against them to go because that'd just be fun. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. We that'd be fun because it'd just be a bunch of scores, but we'd lose. But that'd be fun. It would be fun. It'd be like it just be one. It's it'd be one of those games where you'd have a chance to win just if like Trey and Bogey and Herder all popped off, or like Gallo drops thirty and he just hits like seven threes or something. But you know, again, getting ahead head eh, ahead of ourselves a little bit. But I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's good to make a nice upbeat podcast because the long road trip's over. We went four and four on it. We won the first home game since we're we're in a good. I spot. had a six and two on it, and we should have been six and two. But we whatever, been six and two. We should have been. But I almost had it. If the Hawk, it, damn Hawks would have lost some games, I would have had it. Stuff happens, you know. That Clippers game is by just you know terrible, just the loss. worst. But humbling it though, it happens. So. Just, just had, you know, just glad that it's over. Basically, just glad the uh, the road. Trip I am glad that that's our last like long road trip of the year, and that's also fun fact. That's the last time we'll be on the West Coast this year. So no more Hawks games this year. We'll start after nine o'clock. Yep, which is nice. I, I managed to sleep through a seven thirty p.m. game last night. Though, Actually, we have no more games later than eight o'clock. So which is concerning. But, yeah, that's nice. Good yeah, for Logan, the, fix your sleep schedule, dog. Can't can't be it sleeping. It is fixed. I, I slept until six a.m. this morning. I have an adult sleep schedule, Jackson. All right, because oh. I'm an adult. I'm not a teenager like you, dog. Look, dog. Some of us are on that podcaster sleep schedule. Don't don't tell me to fix my sleep schedule. When it's pod mine, all day, pod all day. Mine is mine is like a farmer in the 1800s, dog. I'm up at the crack of dawn. Once <laughs> that rooster starts chirping, I'm up. All right, Grandpa. I gotta sleep at eight p.m. <laughs> Yeah, but are know. we done talking about the Hawks for today? I think I think we are. I think we uh, okay. Yeah, I don't have now. anything else to say. Big announcement tomorrow is the day, Logan. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Your guy, Draft Hawk, Nikki is coming back. He will be on tomorrow, I believe. You know, we haven't worked out. We haven't set a time and everything, but tomorrow is the day we have planned. And Nikki said he's good for it. Draft episode and Logan. Yes. Your guy, your guy, Jalen Suggs. He had himself a weekend. Jalen, yes. Is is the um, national championship game tonight? I'm not sure when it is. I can look for you there real quick. It usually is on a Monday night, right? So it is. It is. Yes, yeah, tonight. Hey, predictions. All right, Jalen Suggs is dropping twenty. Uh give me Baylor. Get, wow, Baylor. I think Jalen Suggs actually there. takes him, takes him to the promised land. Man, Gonzaga is finally going to get their chip. You think so? You think you think they get the perfect season? I think they get the perfect season. I think Jalen Suggs cements himself as a number two pick. I think a team is going to take him over Mobley. Wow, you really? I don't think so, dude. I'm excited for our draft episode because we were supposed to have Nikki on over the trade over the All Star break for a draft episode. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up happening, and but luckily it's worked out great. We're literally going to have him on the day after the national championship, which know, is just this, uh, this is beautiful. Look, look beautiful. at that scheduling, baby. Look, look at us. Look at us. We're winning again. <laughs> hey, if tomorrow we might get the rare double dub, uh, a Nikki episode and the Hawks win, it's possible tomorrow, baby. We could do it. Look, I'm, uh, hey, hey, give it to me. Give it to me. Yep. Do you have anything else you ha- want to say before you uh, want to go ahead and start wrapping this up, Logan? Not much. Just the usual shout out to the Patreon. Appreciate Shout out to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hawks Talks. H-O-X-T-L-A-K-S. Shout out to the fans for listening. Uh, a lot of good numbers recently. You know, the reports are in, Logan. Still maintaining our lead over the rest of the Hawks <laughs> podcast in uh, the New England metro area. So we're still out to a triumphant lead. That number might be going down. It might get smaller because, you know, people are leaving their house because the snow's over. It might get bigger. We don't know. We're going to find out. So just happy, of course. Logan, I just want to say the temperatures are warming up. And that's a good time to go subscribe to the Hawks Talks Patreon. That has been episode 35 of the Hawks Talks Podcast. As always, I'm Jackson and Logan. 
I'm both of them. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I'm Jackson. That was Logan. Thanks for listening to episode 35 of the Long Talks Podcast. We'll be back for episode 36. Go Hawks, go. And uh, yeah, Baylor by 10, Logan. Jalen Suggs getting clamped up. See you. Love you. Bye. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. With the powerful combination of Michelin X1 tires and the Michelin Energy Guard aerodynamic solution on your truck, you can save 17 gallons every 1,000 miles. Go to business.michelinman.com slash fuel saver for details. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.